0: everybody, and welcome into the Westwood Living Podcast Network. Tom Lydon with you, and I am in the office of Dr. Corey LaVallee. Hello, sir. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Now, if you drive by 109 every day, actually in the morning, you probably very slowly creep by the offices of Westwood Eye Care and Optical, because it is a highly congested area <laughs> during rush hour. That, How's your commute getting in here at the early morning hours? You know, it's not too bad for me. I'm coming from the Westwood side of Medfield, so I to usually shoot down Hartford and try to avoid 109 entirely. <laughs> well, your reputation is fantastic, and I'm thrilled to have you on board as the expert contributor in Westwood Living. And I hope you've gotten some good feedback about your participation with the publication. So, first of all, thank you for your support, because it means a lot. Without support of people like you, the magazine wouldn't exist. So, I, from the bottom of my heart, say thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. We appreciate all the hard work that you put into this to help make it successful for, for all of us as well. The point of this conversation is to learn a little bit more about you, learn a bit more about the practice, because I know in the past 12 months, you've grown a little bit. Absolutely. But let's take a few steps back and learn a little bit about you and how you pursued this career. What made you want to be an eye doctor? So for me, I've
1: always had an interest in math, science, and medicine was always something that was on my radar. And when I was younger, I actually got hit in the eye with a tennis ball. Cause some injuries inside of my eye, and, and now I'm at an increased risk of developing a disease called glaucoma. So every year I have to go in and do um, a glaucoma evaluation now on myself. But previously, I was growing up going into an eye doctor's office every single year. And one time I left and thought, you know what, I could do that. And so from that point when I was in high school uh, through the rest of my education, that was the the goal. I I knew I wanted to pursue being an eye doctor to do the testing on myself and and
0: help others in my situation. So, what was the process? How long does it take? What type of schooling do you have to go through to ultimately get your license to practice? So, it's a
1: little bit of a long haul. So, I started with uh, an undergraduate degree at Boston College, where I did did my four years there and got uh, a degree in biology with a pre-med tract. And after that, I went to the New England College of Optometry for four additional years. And after the four years, there's an optional one-year residency for optometry. I decided to jump right into practice. Dr. Temple, the other doctor here, she did pursue that residency and did the extra year as well. Um, but that's that's generally the track. So after high school, you're looking at a four-year undergrad degree followed by four years of uh, optometry school.
0: How did you end up here? This is such a great location in terms of its proximity to the center of town. There's so much traffic. I mean, good and bad at sometimes, but People know you just by driving by and seeing your sign on a regular basis. How did you end up in this building? So, for me, I um, knew I've, I've grown up in
1: Massachusetts. I've lived in Massachusetts my whole life. I knew I wanted to stay here. And so, when I was in optometry school, I went to a, a continuing education meeting for. For doctors at the time, right before I was about to graduate, and just handed out resumes as I was helping to check patients in or check uh, d- the doctors in. And I happened to hand a resume to Dr. Zaka, who's the previous owner here. Um, and we had a little conversation that day. I came in for an interview later. We talked about what our goals were and how I was trying to ultimately take over practice. He was looking to phase out. And it just happened to work out that our timelines aligned, and and I ended up here.
0: And so, were you at any point working together with him, or was there a smooth transition where he was making his way out? So, I worked for him for three years. Got it. We were
1: partners for two years after that, and then I purchased the, the practice outright in 2020.
0: You also just mentioned Dr. Michaela Temple, who was brought on board within the last 12 months, I believe. She sure was. So this must be fun for you to grow yourself because (laughs) there's a whole bunch of different uh, obstacles and challenges that you must face as a business owner. And one of those is growing and scaling. So what was that process like to find the right partner that you could bring in?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I happened to luck upon Dr. Temple. Um, So I was speaking with other doctors that uh, that I knew in the area, seeing if anyone knew of anyone looking for a new position, looking to kind of transition to a new role. Um, one of them happened to have a, doctor, uh, a daughter who graduated with Dr. Temple. Um, so that daughter put us in touch, and we just hit it off from the get-go. And it's been a, a great, seamless transition. She's a fantastic addition to our team.
0: Does that equate to more... Patience, does that equate to an easier schedule? What's the biggest benefit of bringing the extra body inside the building?
1: (laughs) Yeah, honestly, to me,
0: the biggest benefit is now I don't have to do everything. So between trying to
1: manage running the business and staffing and seeing all the patients... Now I have, I, like today is a Friday that we're doing this podcast, I have an admin day today where I don't see patients, but I can get all of my other stuff done. Um, so it's, it's, we're certainly increasing the number of patients that we see and can see. Um, but to me personally, it's, it's nice to be able to have a time where I can dedicate to just focusing on the business aspect of
0: things and take a step back from patient care for a day. Let's step aside from the science for a second, because I think so much of what makes an eye doctor or any doctor successful is the personal touch and just the way you interact with patients. And as a patient who sat in that seat and (laughs) as somebody who's watched their kids sit in that seat, I find you to be very soothing. When I sit down and I'm getting an examination that you're overseeing, you're in charge, you know, but at the same time, you're explaining everything as you're going along. How did you get that training and how important is that do you think to have that relationship that's a soothing relationship with somebody who clearly doesn't know half a quarter a tenth of what you know in this field
1: yeah i mean to me that's that is one of the things that i certainly try to to make a point of doing for every exam because I know people are uneasy. They don't know everything that I know. They don't know what's coming next in the over the course of the exam. Everyone's always on edge about the dreaded puff test, which we do not do, by the way. <laughs> um, so there is no specific training. That's just who I am. That's just my personality kind of coming through throughout the exam. Um, you can go to a lot of doctors that are very sterile and stiff, and I try to at least make it, uh, you know, at a more have an exam done, but on a more personal level. Uh, to me, it helps me along the way as well to add that personal note where I can get to know the patient better. The better I know the patient, what they're doing, what they use their eyes for, the better I can tailor that exam, tailor those prescriptions to give you the best outcome
0: possible as well. So, you and Dr. Michaela are obviously the two doctors, but there's much more that makes this building work. Absolutely. We should give your staff their due. So, take a minute here to talk about the rest of the staff, because it really is a very welcoming environment when you walk in. Oh, I appreciate hearing that.
1: Yeah, so we have, when you first walk in, you're going to run into uh, Melissa and Margaret. Margaret's been here for 15 years now. Um, you may have the, the luck of seeing Caroline here as well. She's she's um, pursuing a
0: degree in occupational therapy. But Let me interrupt for one yep. second, because Caroline's one of my favorites, Caroline's because fantastic. Caroline loves the magazine. When, <laughs> when, I, when I drop off the copy of Westwood Living every month, she's legitimately like a kid on Christmas. So, she... <laughs> Caroline, high on my list. She was very excited to hear you were coming
1: in today. <laughs> Um, so she's been a great addition to our team. She helps to, to do some of the pre-testing before the patient gets to, into the exam chair for us. Um, and so that's who you'll run into at the, at the very front. Then we have Amanda and Jeff. Those are our opticians. So they will help to personalize a pair of glasses for you. They'll help to style the frame for you, help to select the lens that's correct for you, and put it all together. Um, and then on the back end, we have Elaine. And Elaine um, has been with us now for about six months, and she helps to do all of our building. So, she helps to deal with the medical insurances and help to kind of walk anyone through any, any billing questions or inquiries and, and make sure that
0: um, everything is, is going smoothing on the back end. All right, a few more things. One is future. What do you anticipate? What do you hope for over the next three, five years? You brought one doctor in. Do you Can you bring in more? Do you want to be bigger? Are you comfortable where you are? Give me an overview. I
1: mean, it's always good to continue to grow. That's always the goal. Do we need more doctors? I don't know. Um, it, it kind of depends on just how things go organically. I'm, I'm all about just, I don't want to force things, push things too far too fast. But yeah, I'd love to continue to grow. I'd love to continue to bring in even more equipment. We're always fond of bringing in the newest, latest, and greatest equipment to deliver the highest level of care that we can. So yeah, I'd love to continue to grow and continue to to provide even better care, as, as, especially as more technology becomes available.
0: And you are also a young father. You have a family that continues to grow. Tell me a little bit about you know Corey, Dr. Corey, the person.
1: Yep. So the, my family is is definitely uh, what keeps me going. And so I have a six year old daughter, Madison. I have a three and a half year old son, Tyler, and we actually have another one on the way. Oh boy! So another daughter coming full house. in. Yeah, full house. Another daughter coming in April. So we're we're excited, and
0: yeah, everything's growing. <laughs> you are shifting from the man to man to now the zone defense. You understand that, right? When Uh, the third child comes into the picture, there's a little bit of trust that the oldest one is going to be able to handle themselves. uh, From what I hear, there's
1: always (laughs) someone open, so it's a little (laughs) dangerous, but yes, (laughs) we are ready. Pretty cool.
0: I I do have a curious question, if you're willing to talk about it, but you talked about getting hit in the eye with a tennis ball. Uh, What happened there? Share that story.
1: Yeah, so we were, uh, my family was playing baseball, and we were at one of my father's softball games, so my, my mother, my brother, my sister, and I were playing Playing baseball with a tennis ball, uh, my daughter or my daughter, my my sister was on first base. I was playing shortstop, so I look over to make sure she's not cheating. You know, there's no leading in this game. And as soon as I look back, I had no time to react. I didn't know a pitch had been thrown. My brother had hit a one hopper, and it just caught me right in the eye. And how old were you? Uh, at that time, I was eight. So,
0: did it bleed? Was it, What happened?
1: Internally, it did. Oh. So, nothing, you know, no tears of blood, but within the eye, um, I burst some blood vessels and damaged the drainage system of my eye.
0: So, you're, that takes maintenance all the time. What I love th- about what you said is that you do it yourself. <laughs> benefits of being an eye doctor. That's but right. What, what does it take? I mean, because now you said you're at a higher risk of glaucoma. You're correct. So, what sort of tests do you have to go through?
1: So, with glaucoma testing, we always test the eye pressure the pressure is a, a big risk factor for glaucoma mm-hmm. and then how we monitor it year over year is with something called a visual field which basically maps out your side vision in glaucoma you slowly lose side vision but it happens so gradually you don't know it's happening until you've lost a lot of it mm-hmm. so this helps us to find some subtle changes and patterns that we can recognize early in the the disease process to make sure there is no sign of that loss because once we lose that vision we can't bring it back but we hope to stabilize things and prevent further loss. So that's the big one of the big tests. Another is a test that measures the, the thickness of a certain layer of the tissue in the back of the eye, which it, with glaucoma thins over time. So we can get a physical measurement saying this is how thick things are now and make sure over time it's not progressively
0: thinning. Well, you're proving why you're our expert contributor in this field. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll ask you one more, just a general eye health question about just advice you would give to a person in terms of what they should be cognizant of every day as it relates to their eyes.
1: Yeah. So one thing is, healthy diet is huge for the eyes for the whole body in general keeping up with good cardiovascular health so you want to make sure you're eating a good good healthy diet get your regular exercise in that helps the whole body um for eyes specifically one of the best things to do is just taking frequent breaks from the devices whether it's the computer the cell phone the tablet everyone is locked in staring at things that are up close and it's it's not only potentially straining the eyes, but it dries the eyes out as well. We don't blink as often when we're intently looking at something. So, taking breaks, we call it the 20 20 20 rule. Every 20 minutes or so, look at something 20 feet away for 20 seconds. That will help to relax the eyes. You'll blink a little bit more naturally. And so, it'll help to lubricate the eyes a little bit more as well.
0: well so, have you seen a degradation of eye health since what I would call the onset of the iPhone, which goes back to like 2009? Yeah, there's definitely
1: been an increase in dryness, dry eyes. Um, Again, going back to patients just aren't blinking. We're not blinking as often. Um, Something else that we're seeing more and more now is actually uh, nearsightedness in children, where the eyes are almost getting locked in at the close distances, and so nearsightedness is, is on the rise. And so luckily, we have some Technology is coming out to help to slow that progression down so we don't ultimately end up as nearsighted, but it's certainly something that's increased tremendously in, in the last
0: 10, 15 years. Fantastic. Well, those of you watching this on YouTube and Facebook see the slate and you see the contact information. But for those listening, what's the best way to get in touch with your office? Yeah, so you can
1: uh, shoot us an email at admin, A-D-M-I-N, at com, or just visit our, West, uh, our website, westwoodicare.com. Our phone number here is 781-329-5454
0: awesome. That is Dr. Corey LaVallee. Again, appreciate your support of Westwood Living. Absolutely. Always look forward to your expert contributions, and this will be fun to put together a little business profile about you and your business in our December issue. And folks listening at home, as always, if you can think of somebody else you'd like me to have a conversation with, just reach out. Send an email to Leiden at bestversionmedia.com. I, of course, will find that person, have that conversation, and share it with you here on the Westwood Living Podcast Network. But for now, from the office of Dr. Corey LaVallee, this is Tom Leiden saying, have a great day. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Tom. We'll <music>